0: This is David Ellison from Megadeth, and you are here with Iron City Rocks. Hey, what's up? This is Mike Mustaine. You're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, what's up, people? Jason Newstead here. You're checking out Iron City Rocks.
1: Hello and welcome once again to episode 199 of the Iron City Rocks Podcast. I am your host, John, coming to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, blues, and heavy metal talk on the net. Episode 199, we are joined by former Metallica, Voivod, Flotsam and Jetsam, and Ozzy Osbourne bassist, Jason Newstead. Jason came back with a new EP in 2013, Uh, fantastic slab of appropriately titled Metal Um, had a chance to listen to it a few months ago Uh, really really enjoyed it had an opportunity to speak with Jason talked all about the project uh, that he has going on the band he's currently on the road in the United States unfortunately not coming to my town of Pittsburgh but they will be on the road quite a bit over the next year Uh, joining them on the road is Mike Mushok of Stained who was a guest on the show not all that long ago Uh, Mike uh, will also be laying down uh, guitar tracks for their new album which Jason talks about in depth in this interview Uh, found out just about a week after we recorded this that Newstead has been announced as a guest of the Gigantor which is the Megadeth tour that circles the United States every couple years Uh, this year's Gigantor a fabulous lineup featuring headliners Megadeth, Black Label Society Newstead, Hell Yeah a band called The Vice, which features uh, the lead vocalist of Disturbed, uh, among others. Uh, Unfortunately, not coming to my neck of the woods either. Uh, It's coming to Youngstown, Pennsylvania, which is about an hour northeast of Pittsburgh and is playing a lot of dates over the United States. So you can check that out at Gigantor.com. So we're going to do, we're going to play you a track from Jason's EP entitled Metal. The EP is, the band is just called Newstead. This track is called Skyscraper, and we're going to Jason talk about it.
2: Welcome, Jason Newstead. How are you, Jason? Very good, man.
0: How's it going out there?
2: It's going fantastic. Uh, you are days away from hitting the road uh, with your new band. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, you know, what kind of led to the EP, um, the metal EP, and, and kind of the formation of the band, and also kind of how you, you hooked up with Mike Mushok?
0: Sure. Um, I had, uh, in 2011, during the fall, I had put together my punk band Papa Wheelie to go do some shows. We've been playing in the Chop House <clears throat> with the Wheelie since about '96. It's improvisational slabs of metal, you know. It's, mm-hmm. It all is improv, and I play guitar and uh, holler a bit, scream a little mm-hmm. bit, and just kind of hack around the guitar because I just play the top four strings anyway. So sure. I'm you know, just kind of like kind of like Max or something on guitar, you know, just knocking the chords around. my right know and um, so, I was getting kind of excited about that. We were playing, we opened for Anvil, we opened for Caius. We had a couple of pretty cool shows locally in the Bay Area and stuff. Um, during those same weeks that we were having fun with that, Metallica was putting together the roster, the lineup for their 30th anniversary shows in mm-hmm. San Francisco. And Lars asked me to come and play some shows, of course, and some songs. So, I was really excited about that, and um, mostly to see. The family again because all of the people that uh, worked for Metallica since I was there still work for them. That's why one of the yeah. reasons why they are what they are. And so, um, you know, I spent well one third of my life with that camp and that family. So all those people are my brothers and sisters and stuff. That was the main thing, and then going to jam with the boys. That's always fun. So I want to do that and. Um, It was a fan club based show where there were representatives from many, many countries Mm -hmm. and they all were so happy to see me. I really didn't know what to expect. I knew it was going to be fun and everything, but I had no idea about the sheer joy that took place. I mean, Mm -hmm. the excitement and just how grateful everybody was to see me. It really took me back and um, I got bit real solid again and they kind of screamed me back into it. So at that point I, I really on the stage, like the third night, I'm just going, man, I have got to get back to this. They need me, and this is what I'm meant to do. Mm -hmm. And so um, at that point, I had uh, just started thinking about getting serious about it, so it took me a couple more months, and uh, Jesus Mendez Jr., the drummer, and Jesse Farnsworth, we'd already been together for about five years at that point, um, also jamming improv in the Mm chop house, my studio. Mm -hmm. And uh, I asked them if they wanted to do something serious with me if I you know would push them and push them would they commit to this and uh, and do whatever I wanted to do with this and they said they support me on it so I put together some songs um, my wife got me my first computer at <laughs> the end of at the end of last year well about um, the middle of last year I guess 2012 yeah. I had repelled it for a long long yeah. time but she got me an iPad and I just did my art and stuff on there yeah but uh, I hadn't done any social connections yet or anything but they also got the GarageBand application. and I used to have to carry, or have someone carry, four or five cases of, you know, a guitar and a keyboard mm-hmm. and a mixer and all that stuff into a hotel room around the bus in order to make music, and now I can just carry one guitar and a bass and uh, make whole songs on the iPad, and I didn't really realize that. Once I got bit by that, I was really uh, taken in by that thing. The immediacy of me being able to get my ideas on there just yeah. right away a fantastic invention so i put together about 11 compositions um it was by august of 2012 and then i gave them to jesse and jesus and they uh, went and learned everything because i played the drum machines and the, all the bass lines all the guitar lines top to bottom write the entire songs for the first time in my life constructed entire songs all the instruments
3: mm-hmm.
0: i used to write you know all the songs of flotsam on bass and then the guys would bring their guitars in and make the songs and whatever. but See, All the way from top to bottom, like, guess is the first time. And so we put those songs together, and one of them was an acoustic song that I was playing 12-string on. I uh, hired a cello player, and I, I composed this song for my wife for a, a wedding present. Mm-hmm. And Jesus and Jesse uh, agreed to go record it with me. We had a buddy that put together a really nice studio in this little bitty house in the middle of a cornfield, literally. Down in Turlock, California, and uh, he said we could come in there for for two grand for the week and do whatever we wanted. And he's got mics in there that are worth more than my truck, you know. What mm-hmm. I mean, it's a yeah. serious business in there. So um, we went in and played her song, and then the other songs I had in my back pocket were the Soldier Head and God Snake and Skyscraper and all that stuff. Right. So we recorded them as well. The initial intention was to have. A cool recording, CD, or whatever, for us to blast in our cars and for my girl to have her song. Um, it ended up that one person hold, he- heard it, and then another guy from the, a longtime Metallica camp guy let somebody else hear it, and about two weeks later had um, Universal and Sony and Geffen and everything calling uh, my old management. <laughs> right. And then just started to, you know, had to piece, piece together a team pretty quickly of new management and all that to handle this. I wasn't going to let the opportunity get by me if somebody was interested in it. Yeah. So it really wasn't what was planned, but it is what transpired. Um, once we got that attention, I um, decided I was going to try to do some myself. Like I'd sell all the CDs out of my out of the chop house, mm-hmm. for the Tin Man Company, and then uh, the iTunes thing. We had some buddies down there that helped us up with the iTunes and so. EP went, out, went to number one on iTunes for the first couple of weeks, you know, and very exciting the reception of everybody and being able to see it on the website, everybody's reaction from around the world. Pretty exciting, man. Pretty um, I don't know, enlightening and yeah. supportive I mean. and positive. So that's kind of how it all started. And then uh, January 8th, we released the EP to everybody, yeah, and so here we are three months later and got a world tour at my feet and we got the LP done with Mike already and so Mike's been in the band for seven weeks and we already have finished the album um, I had the songs composed but I wrote about 21 total since uh, let's see since August you know of last year mm-hmm. and so we put another batch together with Michael and I'm very excited about it. I didn't really know about stained a lot. I wasn't really a, a fan or I, I knew about their radio songs, I guess, a little bit. Um, but I had no idea about their heavy element. I didn't know about their earlier stages when they were yeah. crazy heavy and down tuned and everything. Um, so he surprises me basically every day that we play. His uh, shredder vibe. Yeah. That, you know, comes from Tony Tony McAlpine school and all that. I, I just didn't know that about him. Yeah. And so he's great. Great uh, songwriter as far as the stuff that goes under Aaron's voice and all that nice, the nice songs they write for the radio and stuff. But when he comes in and starts shredding on our metal songs, uh, he brought a dimension or dimensions that I really couldn't have dreamed of for my songs Um, playing the seven string, playing the baritone, making the heavy songs heavier, coloring up things, you know, just bringing in all kinds of parts for the songs I already had composed. So now my boys, we're all going to get you know share writing credits on these new songs because uh, Mike made such a difference, and the other guys made such a difference in the original compositions. But um, I, I'm very happy to have him as our addition to our band to make up the four piece.
2: Yeah, I think Mike really,
0: really great.
2: Yeah, Mike, if I'm not mistaken, he studied under Tony McAlpine for a
0: period of time, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, oh, I thought that was interesting.
2: Okay. Yeah, it kind of
0: comes from that shrapnel. Yeah, he of you know shred for real, man. Yeah, that
2: was what you, yeah, he, you, you mentioned it perfectly with Stane. It was very easy to overlook that about his playing. And then, you know, you, you kind of pull the, the lid back and you see what's underneath. There's a heck of a player underneath that. Um, sure. were, were you um, kind of surprised, overwhelmed at that general audience reception to the EP? I, you know, I, I know, you know everyone knows your name, obviously, you know, from, from your former bands and you know, Voivod and things mm-hmm. like that. But were you kind of blown away when, you know, this is kind of the first, you know, product where you're putting it out there as your own, you know, obviously it's with your own name, um, to see how accepted and, I think, embraced that was by the middle community?
0: Yeah, I didn't know what to expect um, because of what you mentioned, the bands that i played with before and the different styles of music I've played with, um, Echo Brain and Voivod, and the ones that did okay, you know, 100,000 mm-hmm. records at a time or sure. something like that. But... Um, it was very limited, and I always knew how many people would buy a Voivod record. It was in the sure. underground, and we only had a certain way to market it and a certain way to play live shows and that, so I knew it was an exact number of people that would come and share the music. Um, I didn't know uh, what, who would be interested in my stuff anymore, who would really give a crap. I mean, I know mm-hmm. that I helped create a legend and all that thing through time, right. but uh, right. being a part of Metallica, being a part of other bands being the, the engine or the propulsion of certain bands that already existed that I came in to resuscitate or something like that. That's usually been my main role with things. Right. And now, uh, for the first time since starting Flotsam and Jetsam, I started my own band. And yeah. um, my own songs, Top to Bottom, like we were talking about, and lead vocal for the first time, a whole new role, playing yeah. bass and singing lead vocal. Cause I, playing guitar and singing lead vocal in Papa win is considerably different. But playing bass and singing lead vocal, is really there's not many vocalist bass players for a reason yeah and it's hard to lay yeah. down the line and still keep a melody of the vocal going so I've been developing that for years and years before I could ever think about bringing it out to people mm-hmm. and finally I am now and it's very exciting very challenging and I like that because um, you know everybody knows Metallica did good I didn't put my money up my nose or anything like that so mm-hmm. those kind of uh, elements the hard work that I did in Metallica make this band possible and you know, I would i wouldn't have to do any of this or anything like that but i really want to do it i really want to take it out to the people this time it's very exciting so put my name on it for the first time because it is my stuff for the first time like that a band formed by me and and uh to not confuse anybody um because of the other genres of music that i've shared in i've recorded more music out of metallica than in metallica you know and the Government Mule stuff and Echo Brain and DJ Shadow and uh, Uncle and a bunch of other actually pop music and stuff like that through time. So I wanted to make sure on this one that no one was mistaken about what they were getting. Like you said before, Newstead means something in metal circles and the word metal is the same pretty much no matter what language you speak around the world. So putting the EP out in that way with those two words on it just so there's no confusion, that was the start of it. Mm -hmm. So when people saw that they knew what they were going to get they enjoyed what they got the old school thrash metal and then so the reaction was overwhelming and i mean it was multiplied by the fact that i hadn't been on social media ever in my life sure and i have my website going for maybe almost six months now and so being able to see all the corners of the world's reaction um was pretty amazing you know yeah and i used to have to be in the town Uh, where we were playing or to meet the people and see them and look in their eyes and ask them about what was going on with the music in order to know what was going on in their town. Now I can just find out by a push of a button or them responding to me on the internet. So Quite a different world, but it really did overwhelm me and it's the thing that's propelling me once again. The fans were always the energy that I took from for years and years to keep going and it's happening again. So the connection I made early on by spending so much time meeting fans in my career has come back, you know, multiple fold um, with the generations of listeners now and the old old fans that are the longtime fans that I already knew about. Yeah. Uh, there's many, many people that are enjoying this kind of music now and it's uh, yeah, man, it was overwhelming to get that response. It's fantastic.
2: Yeah, I think one of the things that I think a lot of people want to you know, you know, kinda of look at your body work objectively uh you can you can easily look at it and say that you obviously go to things that are artistically challenging uh, you know you mentioned playing with Warren Haynes uh, obviously Metallica blood. you know you're not a person to stand pat and just hammer out the same thing uh and i think that's probably helped bring a lot of people you know to admire what you do uh and you know i think a lot of people really wish you well in this endeavor um, the LP itself, stylistically, will it be very similar to, to metal, or do um, you get to go in a little more directions because you have a little more tracks to work with?
0: Uh, it is following up the old school metal. It is all heavy. There's, um, It's not all fast, but it is all heavy. There's not really any kind of break from that. Um, but it is, like we talked about a little bit earlier, m- uh, multidimensional or more uh, color to it and more depth to it because of the of Mike joining the band. Yeah. So our our power trio between Jesse and Jesus and myself is very strong and we really kind of lay that down like that and then Mike does this thing over the top. So because of that we're able to stretch out a little bit more. Right. But in general it is the um, genuine you know old school metal like that, I'm not trying to be anything different than what I am and it's just kind of that's really what is coming. There's a lot of slabs of heaviness, a little bit of. Whatever categories that people use these days, I guess it's do me in places, but yeah. to me it's just me, you know, um, wearing my influences on my sleeve and not being scared to do so. Black Sabbath is obviously my greatest teacher. Motorhead's my second greatest teacher. Maiden the third. Judas Priest comes in close after that. You know, that's all very, very obvious on this record, uh, yeah. on the LP coming in, on the EP for that matter. Yeah. So, um, actually delivering, delivering, I think. Uh, for sure, thirteen songs were delivered to the mm-hmm. to the label, and it might be fifteen. We were kind of trying to decide last night, um, but it's uh, there's a lot to choose from. There, it does cover a lot of ground as far as the metal world goes. But it's um, it is pretty much in the same vein.
2: Now, do you intend to do this album as a um, through Chop House, or are you are you shopping this around to other labels at this point?
0: It's it's always going to be on Chop House. Uh, initially as the source. It will mm-hmm. say Chop House not always, but you know, around the world we've taken on uh, a few different labels for territories because that's sure. kind of how it goes in the world now. Yeah. So uh, we're being helped and distributed by Sony and Universal in some regions and Geffen in some regions. Fantastic. So it's, okay. uh, yeah, all that's in place and we got some big dogs helping us now.
2: Yeah. Now, am I correct? The original EP uh, is still available through your website. I believe you were, I know, for a while offering an autographed copy uh, mm-hmm. for fans. Who are just the really first cool.
0: 5,000 were autographed. Okay. Um, and we are forever offering that on the iTunes and uh, through our website, thenewsteadheavymetal.com. You always get that the EP, the instant classic, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Of what people made at that, you know. Yeah. And so that will always be available because, you know, in the and um, I think the initial intent of EPs, if I'm not mistaken, is to give you a sampler of what's to come on an LP. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I played this, you know. Although it was my my feelers, the EP was you know to find out, like we talked about earlier, what people will really care about or whatever. Now the LP is following up, and there will be a couple songs from the EP, newer-type versions okay. on the LP. Awesome. So that's they will be included on the 8 to 10 songs that we put on the, the full LP.
2: Fantastic. Now, a couple of years ago, you sustained an injury. Um, have you, you know, I know over the years um, you've had some issues with the weight of the bass and things like that. Have you uh, adjusted your gear as a result of any of that, or are you still kind of using the same you know types of bases and things
0: uh yeah and through the late 80s and then through the beginning of the 90s i used those solid maple alembics you know the custom ones, mm-hmm. and those things they're crazy heavy when i was a younger man then obviously and a lot more uh, a lot more uh, solid i guess as that were a lot more rubbery we'll put it that way yeah. we could bounce back from a lot more um, but that did take its toll in those early years about uh, 90 what three or four something like that i switched over Sadowski and so, since that time, Roger has tried to build me lighter and lighter bases that sound heavier. That's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to.
3: Yeah, you get
0: the nice ash bodies and build the you know his custom electronics in there and all that kind of thing and make it my own. I still use Sadowski I will for as far as I know, as far as I'm concerned, I will always use Sadowski. Mm-hmm. Um He's building me some new stuff right now. My my main base um, for the last few weeks, he sent me a. Uh, sadowski will lee model okay. um that i really really like a lot of and beating the crap out of it so that's that's where i'm at with that um the new electronics that roger has uh, put together with this mid boost thing it's just mm-hmm. it's crushing dude and so i'm playing through orange amplification now i usually do you know the svt and the mesa boogie and all that kind of stuff in the studio and i used to use it live for a long long time um but orange has been very kind to us and they sent me a new rig and. So I'm playing my new Sadowsky, at a new orange bass uh, bass rig and guitar rig. I, I, I combine you know bass and guitar rigs to make my sound.
3: Absolutely.
0: So um, that's where it's I always use the eight by tens and I use a couple four by twelves with guitar heads for my uh, for my growl. You know what Good what's old. always kind of been my sound developing and then the sound that I finalized in in Voivod was through Marshalls and and SVTs mm-hmm. at the same time.
2: Now, taking this this out on the road, um, are you going to be doing some of the tracks from the, the forthcoming LP, or, or what, what, what would we expect your set to be comprised of?
0: I do have quite a repertoire that I could pick from, mm-hmm. um, considering all the people I've been associated with or what I had uh, shared songwriting credits on and things like that. But I want to keep it, um, this new beast stands on its own, I do want to remind people or refresh people or reaffirm with people where this came from and all that. I will. I feel that I have the right to do a few Metallica things that mm-hmm. people uh, know me for. I have sure. three songwriting credits on Metallica albums and My Friend of Misery, Blackened, and uh, Where the Wild Things Are. So there'll be pieces of that stuff somewhere mm-hmm. in the set, sometimes, depending on how long the sets are that we get to play, because mm-hmm. we have different kind of shows and then 70 shows that are coming up. Uh, that we have booked already, you know, some are 35 minutes, some are 45, 55, and some are headlining sets. Sure. So we have 20 uh, new set band songs to choose from, which we'll bob and weave in between, you know, and mm-hmm. of course share the EP songs to everybody because that's what everybody knows right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, we are playing a bunch of new music. Um, we'll touch on some Motorhead. We'll touch on some old Metallica. Um, fortunately the the thing for me, even though I um, went under the radar with Voivod and the underground and my painting and all those other mm-hmm. things, um, we're still able to... Um, like the TV and the radio plays so much Metallica Yeah. since I've been out of Metallica mm-hmm. that it kept me alive even though I wasn't in the limelight. Sure. And so that's been very fortunate because when I came back now everybody's ready for it. The yeah. ones that they do know me for, you know, there's two people that ever sang in Metallica, right? Mm-hmm. James and myself. Yeah. So the songs that I sang in Metallica Live, Whiplash, Creeping Death, and that stuff, I will do be sharing some of those pieces that people know me for that they like yeah. for me to sing. You know, the people always comment about me singing. So I will touch in some of that stuff. I doubt if we'll go to Voivod Land or Flotsam Land or anything like that. We'll, we'll pull out some, some uh, you know, old favorite Sabbath or Motorhead or anything like that. And then touching on the injury thing, um, from 2004 to 2008 I had three separate shoulder surgeries. Okay. Uh, I went from right shoulder to left shoulder and back to right again after tearing and re-tearing and tearing. And so there was a couple of very severe ones. The first one took, uh, I was in re- uh, rehabilitation for you know, muscle stuff for about 10 or 11 months on that one actually. It just it was, it was very severe. Mm-hmm. I couldn't play for quite a while. I was one-armed. For most of those four years, um, so I, I did fix rig up things with my cast and my sling that I could slip my instrument in between my belly and where my hand was sitting and just finger pick and stuff. But sure. I really couldn't ever get close to playing how I usually play. So now I'm back. I am about 95 percent. I don't think I could probably ever get to 100 because of the flesh and bone damage that exists. Mm-hmm. But my bases are lighter, and I definitely have a different demand now as far as the front man. And I got to kind of stand still and remember. Lyrics and get that thing. It's not the full thrash thing like Metallica, where I had a lot of time to be spinning around and moving around and killing myself. So yeah, it's kind of a diff, different deal there.
2: Yeah, it's you got to do a little more work, I guess, and, that, and you're worried about singing and staying on mic and all that stuff. That's that kind true. of changes changes mm-hmm. some of the dynamic. But Jason, I want to thank you for taking the time. Uh, as I said, you're getting ready to head out on the road, and uh, appreciate your time taking talking to us.
0: Yeah, man, I I appreciate the help, too, and we do have quite a bit in front of us. I want to make sure to remind everybody to go to NewsteadHeavyMetal.com for the uh, information on the tour dates. We add tour dates pretty much every few days. There's getting uh, new ones now, and there's some other regular recordings we've been talking about right now with the Newstead band, but also archival stuff um, from back in the day from the Chop House is available there and all kinds of other cool things. So if anybody wants to figure out what's going on with the band, please check that out for me. And uh, I appreciate your help today, man. We'll other out I hope. Great.
4: Tour. Thursday, July 18th, First Niagara Familia, One night only. It's five Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com, all Ticketmaster outlets, or charged by phone. Don't miss Jimmy Buffett and the Coral Reefer Band, presented by Margaritaville Tequila and Land Shark Lager. Listen to an album and thought to yourself, "Man, I could do so much better than that." Well, here's your chance. My name is Sue, and I've decided to write my next album live and online at RageAndApathy.com. So come on over, leave me a comment, and tell me what you think about the album and where you think it should go. And as a bonus for you Iron City rockers out there, I will give you an exclusive copy of the first song as soon as I get it finished. So stop on over to RageAndApathy.com and join my madness. In the making. Steps, steps, Leonard Skinner and at Bad Company. Side by side in the summer's ultimate anniversary bash. Friday, July 19th, the first Niagara Pavilion. Special guest, Blackstone Cherry. Tickets on sale now. Buy at LiveNation.com or any Ticketmaster location. Leonard Skinner and Bad Company. The 40 Tour.
1: All right, a giant thanks because that's to Jason Newstead. Very cool to get a chance to talk to him. Again, Newstead Heavy Metal is his website. The EP Metal, which uh, the tracks you heard, uh, including the one coming out of the interview, which was called God Snake, is available on iTunes, but for 10 bucks. Go to Jason's website. Uh, the next batch, uh, I, I know the first batch, uh, you got a Jason Newstead pick. Uh, and the CDs were all autographed, so check over on his website. I believe you can still order for the second batch to get it autographed for 10 bucks. cost you like 15 with shipping, but it's autographed by Jason Newstead. Pay the money. I um, want to thank you for listening. This is episode 199 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. We started in 2009. Never thought we'd even come close to this point. Episode 200. I can promise you we have an incredibly special guest, uh, one of the most entertaining conversations I've had in the time I've done this show. Also, want to invite you to check out our Facebook page or ironcityrocks.com, which will link you to Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. But on our ironcityrocks.com website is a link to enter to win a pair of tickets to see Sticks, REO Speedwagon, and the Motor City Madman, Ted Nugent, who will be at the First Niagara Pavilion in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Technically, Bargettstown, Pennsylvania. They'll be there on the 19th, which I believe is heading into uh, not quite Memorial Day weekend, but it's, I believe, the weekend before Memorial Day. Show out there. You entered to win a pair of tickets to see that show. So it'll be a great show. The Midwest Rock and Roll Express, the tour is being dubbed. So check that out. Again, I mentioned we're on facebook.com forward slash Iron City Rocks, twitter.com forward slash Iron City Rocks. Invite like you also to check out a new website. It's kind of a sister podcast, Iron City Rocks. It is hosted by yours truly. It's called Heavy Metal Book Club. It's heavymetalbookclub.com. It's on iTunes as well, so you can subscribe. Uh the first few episodes, uh the first two were episodes, were interviews that had currently already run on Iron City Rocks. We featured Tony Iommi talking about his book and Zach Wilde talking about his book. Episode three, which is available now features the author of the book Merciless List Merciless List of Metal and we also have joining us in episode 4 Stephen Piercy of the band Rat talking about his new autobiography so if you're into reading books uh, or even graphic novels I think we'll delve into a little bit heavymetalbookclub.com and please uh, find us on iTunes we could really uh, appreciate the subscribers as we appreciate all of you who take the time to listen to this and, again, we invite any feedback, ironcityrocks at gmail.com. We read anything. Uh, tell us what you like about the show. Tell us what you hate about the show. Let us know if you like these shorter episodes or you like the 90-minute episodes. We love to hear uh, from you guys. Uh, I know a lot of you uh, want to send our condolences out to, and I know a lot of you are probably feeling kind of down about the passing of Jeff Henneman of Slayer. Uh, obviously a, a sad day in the, in the metal world. Uh, kind of ranks up there in crappy days of the day we lost Dimebag uh, and such. So hopefully going to be doing a little bit more in, the, in uh, delving into Slayer here uh, pretty soon and, and kind of you know remembering Jeff the best we can. So one again, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time with our special episode 200.